What's up, everybody? Welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. And KT. And we are back with another episode. Thank you guys for listening to our last episode entitled, Does Religion Make Mental Illness Worse? Make sure you check it out if you have not. Hit us up on social media, facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast, instagram.com slash talkitoutpodcast, and twitter.com slash talkitout underscore pod. This episode was brought to you again by CBD Pure. The link will be in the description box. Um, CBD is a good thing. Check it out. Um, so we have a very, very special guest with us from Memphis, Tennessee. He's an artist, entrepreneur, DJ, Mr. David Yancey, the the third, right? What's going on? Yes, yes. The David third. Yancey, the third. Woo! What's going on? Talking about podcast. Give it up. Give it up. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Mr. David, can you please introduce yourself to our audience? Tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I live in Memphis, Tennessee. I am an artist. I do acrylic paintings. Uh, my style is more like pop art. I do murals as well. Um, I am a DJ. I, I, I DJ hip-hop music, uh, reggae, dance. And um, I am branding myself right now at the moment. And I'm happy about that. I'm branding myself. My name is David Vincent III. I'm doing like clothing and stickers uh, and things like that. Yeah, we uh we are just now really getting into the whole uh artist Memphis culture. Uh I'm a an artist myself, a digital artist, and Gabby is a producer. So we're excited to have you on. It's all about networking. Yep. And like Instagram one way, uh, you know, but I think making that appearance in person is a big deal. So all of us are artists in different different ways, shape, and forms. But um, I don't know if this is a new thing or a 20th, 21st century thing um, where there's this notion that if you are an artist, specifically from any sort of minority group, that um, you have to have some type of political undertone or um, socially aware message in your art. And so um, I just want to know what everybody thinks. Do you think that that is a good thing first? And do you think that it is a necessary thing? My feelings on uh, being socially aware and being a, a minority, like for me, I've being African American, they don't always push to like make a uh, like a statement, but uh, it happens because it's just what's going on. I feel like if that's what your aesthetic is, is that's what you like to paint, it and that's what you like to do. Uh, I feel like art has a way to to basically uh, show what your current culture is. Art has a way to present itself in a way where. If if regardless if if it if it seems political or not, there's gonna be some way or some person who may interpret it that way. Uh, so like David was saying, you know, painting like maybe um, Trump as a zombie, like that that may seem political in a sense, but the artist may have not said, "Oh, okay, I'm gonna make this political" or something like that. I think art is is its own. 
entity in, in a sense that no matter what or who, how it's painted, it could at any time be, be, like seem political. Like, for instance, I know like Impressionism, whenever it first was a thing, like, oh, art critics were like, oh, this is ridiculous. No, never. You know, that's crazy. And I would never want something like that to be created. And that's an abomination. And even though it wasn't at that time meant to be a political statement by being Impressionist art, it ended up being a political statement because it was so controversial in the art community. So I don't know. Like for me, I don't think we have an obligation to do it, but I do think that a lot of times it's perceived that way, depending on your audience. Yeah, because I know a lot of times, you know, when people are critical of hip hop and stuff, there's a lot to be critical about. There's a lot to be critical about. But a lot of times what people bring up is, well, in the 80s and the 90s, all the, the rappers were political and against the system and stuff like this. Now all y'all talking about is getting money and uh, whatever. But I'm like, as you said, they're reflecting the culture of the times. Yeah, some people are political, but some people are not. Like, I wouldn't want Kodak Black, because he already tried, to do something political because he don't understand. So I feel like if, if you have that need or you have that already in your heart, then you should go for it. But if it's not in you, I don't think we should be forcing people that ain't already talking about it to talk about it or people that already aren't interested in creating things about it to do it because if they're not interested in it it's not going to be right what you're going to get is this side is the same as this side you're going to get a tom what was that rapper guy who made that thing with the trump supporter and the black guy and they like had that rap i'm not racist i'm not racist you're going to have something like that and then everybody's going to get up in in an outrage it's just if you want to do it and you feel like that's what you should do, you should do it. But I don't think there should be a requirement for all artists to do it because, honestly, you do not want to hear most of your favorite artists' political views. Like, that's just going to mess you up. Uh, you so, yeah. Do you think, uh, I, my question is, do you think that, because originally the question was, do you think black artists have a obligation to do that? So do you think, David and uh, Gabby, do you think that's true? You know, because like I feel like people need to follow what their inspiration is and what they normally do as an aesthetic. Yeah. You know, um, I don't feel like you should feel like obligated to. If you don't feel comfortable about that, you know, that's fine. Those that are more passionate about it, they're going to be able to um, come across more correctly with their art frame, with their art style. Um, art is a unique platform. It reaches a lot of people, whether it be movies or paintings or dance or music or whatever it does reach a lot of people so it does have a potential to touch a lot of people but you want to make sure that people know what they're talking about for people here in memphis who listen to our podcast and you david and and you gabby like whenever we go you know whenever you go into that one door um they're in crosstown and they have the picture of the black woman that's painted and it's, it's huge for some people, that could be like seen as a political statement of like Crosstown Concourse. Do you, whenever you guys see that piece, do you think that's like something that's political? Or whenever you did see the piece, because before that piece was uh, painted on the side of a building. I'm not sure who the artist is, but I know it was painted on the side of a building. That's before. Detour. 
Detour. Detour. Yeah, that it's a beautiful yeah. painting. I love it. But for some people, that could be deemed as political. So, do you guys think that's like a political statement or something of Memphis, so to speak? I uh, I follow him on Instagram, and I kind of like I love his work. And I I know that it's not a political thing. I know that he draws different images, mostly African American images, though. But. Uh, he uses multicolors just to not be biased as like, okay, this is the black, this is white. Like he used multiple color rays to, um, you know, paint humans. But me, I see it as just amazing art. I don't see it as like being pro black. But the, the thing with that, I guess, is just being a minority or from an oppressed group just you just taking a picture of a black person is is automatically going to be seen as is something a political statement to be honest and like having that one black woman there just for some people just just being yourself just being is political and that's and that's just kind of the way it is so i can see why some non black people could see that as a political statement but i mean it's just a person well that's just the way it is i mean if you had a person that didn't believe an atheist or somebody say i'm an atheist and put that on a picture or something like that oh and then it becomes a political religious thing when it right. i mean it, it, it's just it's what i it, what i am it's my identity i believe in this or i am this some some people just it's, it's just the way society is here that certain identities and certain groups are just inherently seen as political statements even though you know that's why i say like even in the media sometimes we view just because somebody's from a marginalized group that they're automatically an activist and they automatically know things about they should automatically be put in certain positions to speak for other people and i don't think that's true so uh so kt you want to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship you said well maybe not entrepreneurship but like freelancing i want to ask david so david are you a freelancer or do you do you do like art and stuff like part-time yes yeah um i have a, a regular nine to five like i am in the union, I do pipe fitting because I'm passionate about art. Like, I do that when I'm off work, but it's not like work for me to paint and do like paint classes and things like that because that's something I love doing. I feel it's my gift from God to be able to like do that. So I try to take advantage of that as much as possible. Nice. Okay. I w- you wouldn't even just just based on like how active I feel like you are kind of in the art community and things like that right now. I wouldn't even think that you have a regular nine to five. So that's pretty interesting. Um, As far as your art goes, like how exactly did you get started like doing things here in the Memphis area? Was it just like networking or what did you have to do in order to move forward with that? Yeah, so definitely networking. Um, It's, you know, feeling confident in my work to put it out there. But uh, once again, I mentioned food, drink, culture. Like they were doing pop-ups and uh, allowing artists to showcase their work. So um, I t- approached them and asked them if I could, you know, be a part of their pop-up show. And it allowed me to be a part of several of their shows. And I was able to, you know, make a name for myself. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So do you think like 
like if you had to tell yourself one thing uh before you started doing all of this let's say you had one thing to tell yourself what would you tell yourself at first so that you could at least get started quicker i guess for me to be able to get caught uh get started quicker is like trust my process you know um at first, you know, I didn't feel like I was good enough to be in, uh, put my work out there. But, uh, you know, now I like I have more confidence and now I understand that, you know, my process is it, it it's it's um it's a God given gift. And like I have to understand that, like, I might not be as good as other artists. I might not be the best artist, but I know that, like. I can make an impact, but as long as I stay committed to it. So like, I've just been trusting my process and trusting myself and just constantly making art. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part for artists, at least for myself too. Like just trusting yourself that you know exactly what it is that you're doing in your own process. My process in creating my art may be completely different than yours, but that doesn't mean that it's it's not good art or that it, it doesn't uh, convey the type of message that I wanted to convey. So I think that's important for other artists, um, whether you're a musical artist, whether you're a drawing artist, that, you know, our viewers and, and people who listen to us need to understand, like, have confidence in yourself and have confidence in your music. I know... For instance, Gabby, I've been telling her for literally years now, because I've known her for years, but I've been telling her for years, hey, you need to put your music out there. Like, your music is good, and and you need to have confidence in yourself, but I guess it's a, like one of those perfectionist things. But how long did it take you to, to create KT Does Art and, and find your own style and start posting consistently? Not, not as long as it's taken you. Definitely oh, not. Oh, just about a couple months. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I've always, I've, I've always had that style. I just have thought that, oh, well, my art needs to be a certain way. Or a, a lot of time in, like, art communities, art is, we're told that art has to be perfect. You've got to make sure that this eye is in the right spot. you got to make sure that this is in the right place and noses have to be this way and things like that if you're drawing portraits. And, like, what I had to come to realize is that art is how I convey it. Art is how I see it, how I want it to be. And same thing goes with music. Like, music is how you want it to be, how you like it to sound, not just the other way around, you know? Yeah, that's true. I, I have a question since we're all artists in some way. What do, what do y'all think about art critics, music critics, music reviewers, art whatever do you think there is a necessary need for those types of people or movie critics do you think there's a need for those type of people or do you think they're just getting in the way of of art and the way people consume it i definitely feel like critics can um deflate somebody's like confidence you know you got good critics and then you got bad critics and i feel like everybody thinks there is a they are a critic, but uh, I I just really just suggest that, like, you know, if you're an artist or you're a musician, you know, you take the good with the bad, but really you need to focus on what you think is good. You know, a lot of people might say, this, this might need this, and you can take it as constructive criticism, and then you'll be like, well, 
maybe I can change this or this snare might need to come up or this iron might need to be changed this way. But you take it and you look at it and then you see how that can make you better or if it just in your way, you know, some things might need to just go in one ear at the other. And I've been hearing a lot of conversations about people not even listening to critics or not even um, reading comments because uh, they're so negative and so toxic that like they're not good to even like even give it no mind. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I come to to feel. But I'll let Casey talk first, and then I'll give what I think about it. I think so. I have this person on Instagram that I follow, and they are doing art critiques. And they're taking people's art pieces and they're edited, editing them in a more, I guess you would say, like, realistic way. So if they're doing perspective, uh, like a perspective-type drawing or something along those lines, they'll take it. And if the person's perspective is incorrect, then they'll edit it for them and be like, hey, you should have done this or you should have done that. When I look wow. at things like that, just for me and how I view art... It's kind of upsetting in a way because this person has probably put hours into this piece. This person has put in, you know, their time, their effort into creating something like this. And then you're just taking it and like deconstructing it in every way that you possibly can. And for me, like like I said, like art is per- like perceived based on how you perceive it or how that artist wants it to be conveyed. So like, for instance, Picasso didn't become Picasso because he was drawing the eyes and things like that in the right place. He didn't become Picasso by, you know, being super duper hyper realistic and things like that. His his art is unique to him. We know Picasso's pieces because that's his unique style. So for me, I think... Art critiques, art critics, I think that there's no need for them. Well, at least when it comes to music, uh, I stopped listening and watching reviews on music because I came to, to see that it put a biased opinion in my in my head. Like if somebody had already said, okay, this is how the album is, I'll give it a 7 out of 10 or I'll give it a 5 out of 10 or it was all right. Then you kind of go into that with that in your mind, thinking about it. And even if you already heard the song before, if it's somebody you respect and they're like, well, I really didn't like it, then you might start, you might go back in that bias is in your head and then it starts to shape the way you view it. I, I think music is... As long as a person is... Now, there's some trashery. But just because I think there's some trashery doesn't mean everybody thinks it's trashery. There are people making millions of dollars, like making little Fruity Loop beats and basic raps that barely rhyme that are making a lot of money. That means people like what they're doing. And so who am I to say, oh, well, this this, this not real music. It's, it's not good. It's... I mean, it's just kind of a waste of time at this point. And I think that um, it should be subjective. It just should be, if you think it's good, then there it is. It's, it's kind of like dating. There's somebody for everybody, okay? That somebody might not be for the for everybody. Everybody may not think they look good, but if one person thinks they look good, then 
it's good. I mean, what can you say? So, I, yeah, I think it kind of can distort people's views. And then you start letting people think for you. And when you start doing that, you, you going down a slippery slope. Well, I feel that. That's real, that's real talk right there. I like that. So who are some of y'all, since y'all are artists, who are some of y'all's or what are some of y'all's biggest inspirations when you create art? Okay. Uh, biggest inspiration for me, um, I guess I'll say like the people around here in Memphis, like the, uh, there's a guy named Tunky, Tunky Berry. Like you follow him on Instagram, uh, Tunky Berry. He's a local muralist mm-hmm. uh, out of Mississippi, really like country town. Yeah, I love his and, art. Uh, Memphis, man. Yeah, he has made a crazy name for himself, and he just does his own style, and that's that's huge because like he doesn't work a nine to five, and he lives primarily off of art. Right. So, like to see someone's drive like that, you know. What I mean, and uh, you know, I listen to a lot of music as well. So like, I listen to like Flying Lotus, and you know, a lot of like um. EDM and things like that. So, like, that's inspiring me too. Inspi- inspiration to me too. It's just like you know, the music. Uh, I like uh, I like Tunky and uh, people. I know Birdcap. He's like kind of everywhere. Um, but whenever he was doing a lot of mules here in in uh, Memphis, I remember like whenever I first seen it, I was like, wow, that's crazy, and was like taking photos of it anywhere I seen it. So that was cool. And then, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's true, David. A lot of Memphis-based artists or Memphis artists or people around here in Memphis right now are really a big inspiration for me, too, I would say. Um, But also, I draw most of my inspiration, believe it or not, from Pinterest. I can go on Pinterest and look at, like, tons of vaporwave and colorful pictures or pictures from like the 70s or pictures that are manipulated to look like they're from the 70s and really they're taken like yesterday or um like just tons of stuff on Pinterest there's so many boards and stuff that you can see and draw inspiration from other artists um that way Instagram is also a really big inspiration for me too I would probably say because I have the chance to look at other artists, not just from inside our small little world here, but like around the globe. And I've met a lot of friends through like Instagram and done collabs with artists through Instagram and things like that. So probably social media has been my biggest inspiration. Okay. What about you, Gabby? Cool. Cool. Um, when making my music, um, so I grew up. Whoa, 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 whoa. I grew up listening to a lot of gospel. So, um, I feel like maybe this is where my music elitist thing comes in. You know, I feel like a lot of EDM or hip-hop or whatever, it doesn't really have a lot of um, ump to it no more. So, if I want to get some ump, if I want to get some soul and some hearts, I listen to some old gospel records to kind of get me in the mood of making more emotional type music and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I sample them every once in a while. Um, besides them, um, 
I like a lot of um, 80s pop bands, and so I listen to them. And, of course, I got to do my Stevie Wonder and and all those greats, Donny Hathaway. So I just listen to a lot of old school music. And I also listen to some new stuff because you also, you know, you want to be current and you want to to not sound like a 70-year-old uncle doing a cover band of the Gap Band. So, (laughs) or maybe you want to do that, but that's not what I want to do. So, yeah, just a lot of stuff like that. Just listen to some old and a little bit of the new, and that gives me inspiration to to make some, some good stuff. What about, okay, let's talk about the way we view the current art scene in Memphis. What What is your view of that do you think it's it's good do you think it's inclusive do you think it's booming do you think it's going too slow do you think it's like just what do y'all think about the the current art scene um i think that the art scene is going uh you know it it if you compare it to other places in a way it's going slow but I'm not really just worried about what everyone else is doing with art. And I'm just trying to push myself, you know, to constantly like, uh, improve myself in the art field. But, uh, I feel like in certain ways it is kind of like, in a way it's hard to tap into the Memphis art scene too, because it's like, you got certain people that already been around for so long and they already have like people following them, buying their artwork, yeah. And type of style that they want, and it's like, okay, if you come in with a new style or you come in doing something, then they're not really into it, and like they're kind of stuck on certain certain styles mm-hmm. here. But that's just that's why I feel. All right, I'm gonna be real, real here. I don't think Memphis art has become has is very inclusive of women. Most of the big time artists that I know of or that I've seen are not women. Most of them are men. And I don't think that they have uh an open platform where uh they've said, "Hey, you know, let's have this woman and this guy maybe collaborate on a piece together and then like we'll give this woman uh, you know, some of the time that a bigger Memphis based artist is getting. I don't I really just feel like a lot of Memphis based art is just completely centered around men. Now, I don't know if that happens in other bigger cities and things like that, but I, I do know just in the art community period, even though women are at least for my audience and the things like that, even though women in my audience are the majority of the people who view my art there's still it's still like some kind of step below it's it's almost like they're like oh that's just a woman she's just creating art and then she never gets any type of free time i think the only the the no the only woman woman based artist that i really know is uh mia Me, yeah. mia san mia san yeah on instagram yeah. But besides that, like, I can't, and, and it's not like she's out here doing mural, murals and things like that. She's doing, like, digital-based art. I haven't seen anything else in regards to that, though. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't know much about it, but just from what I've seen, that's the only. I mean, th- talk about it like in a producer's sense. Like, how many oh, yeah. based producers do you know that's coming out of Memphis? You you see all these people who are, you know, uh, doing things in the, the complex and people who are doing things with I Make Mad Beats and things like that in the Memphis area. But where is the woman producer that they're being shown like there there's no woman producers that are coming out of memphis at all that what i've seen it's not that they don't exist it's just that they're not being provided that platform that they need in order to be pushed forward into the to the front light Mm. well i've only been in it for like three weeks but (laughs) from what i see just for me like just following people and, you know, stalking other people's Instagrams and stuff like that. There are not many. Um, there's this one girl I follow. She's from Memphis. She's doing pretty she's doing pretty good. You know, she gets a show here or there. There's this one big um um DJ. I forget her name. But she uh DJs for Gangsta Boo and and uh, Tori Who That and a lot of people like that. She's doing pretty big. But if I can name them like that and it's only like two, three folks, then you know it is a problem. Now, I don't think it's up to other people. I mean, in the perfect world, I would want people to be like going out of their way to to be inclusive and to find folks. But they don't have to do it. But I do think it's something when we have we're trying to create a artistic city and an artistic vibe as Memphians. You would want to showcase all that Memphis has to offer. So I would, I, if I was running everything, I would want to show that we have more than men doing art. Because that 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 shows that you have diversity in your creativity. I would want to show that there are more than, even if we go to women, there are more than White women doing art. There's black women. There's Latino women. There's people that don't even identify as either one of those. There are people that are whatever, all types of backgrounds, because that's the type of Memphis we're trying to portray. So I do think there needs to be something or somebody or somebody, maybe it'll be me, to to help showcase that there are women artists out here doing things because obviously they're not going to do it just by themselves you kind of got to force their hand on it but yeah you're, you're right especially when uh, it comes to music I, I haven't seen much i haven't seen many female rappers in memphis given a big platform uh period um so yeah that is a problem i'm thinking like that's true i definitely agree with that though yeah i agree no i think I'm trying to think of, like, Crosstown, even. Like, I, I'm looking back at, like, even the posters that are being posted there and things like that that are being hosted of other artists. I'm trying to remember if I remember seeing any type of, like, women who are hosting those things. I don't know. I, mean, I, can't I couldn't remember. I can't remember. But I do, I, I do think that there's got to be a, a bigger platform for us women and, and maybe... Me and Gabitz will be the ones to <laughs> open up the platform. I mean, but I mean, let's go for it. I mean, if we're going to talk about it, let's put the talk into action, right? While we're talking about it, you know, uh, and you're talking about uh, we're trying to organize something that puts women out there because I totally agree with that. You know, uh, I feel like there isn't enough women artists doing murals or doing shows. 
um, not enough women producers or rappers or eclectic or artistic people in Memphis. I know there's plenty of them, but I just don't know nothing much of them. So like talking about being an entrepreneur or, you know, trying to be groundbreaking, you know, like organizing events, like a all women producing event or all women mural project or art project would be very interesting. Most definitely. Well, if nobody else going to do it, I guess I'll go ahead and do it. But I have been talking with some people about um, starting a collective or something of, of women producers and, you know, kind of give them a voice. Because, like I said, if this is the rebranding of Memphis we're trying to do, we have to make sure it's not just the old boys club and, you know, everybody gets a chance, especially if they're talented and they got a gift. They should be able to show it. Do it, okay, uh, David. We about to wrap it up, but I do want you to talk about your your show that you got coming up on February the eighth. Um, tell people a little bit about it and when it is, and how they can learn a little bit more information about it. Yes, for sure. So, um, it is February the eighth. It's Friday. Uh, we're gonna be starting at seven o'clock and it's finishing at ten. I will be having my paintings there um i will be showcasing two new uh shirts that i have designed mm-hmm. and i will have three djs dj santos is gonna be playing like afro beats cool uh dj she's a female dj she will be playing like pop Nice. And I will third DJ, DJ Guttercake. He'll be playing like dubstep and like uh electric electronic music. And uh what else? We're gonna have food, it's gonna be free. It's free. Uh it's gonna be drinks there, wine, uh beer. So yeah, come on through. Hey, February the eighth. February the eighth. Be there or don't, I guess, but you better. <laughs> we'll be there. Wait, what day is that? What day is it on? It's Friday. Friday? Oh, yeah. Bet, bet, bet. So, yeah, everybody check it out and make sure you go uh, hit up his Instagram. Show him some love. Tell her, tell him that uh, we sent you. And as you get through with that, make sure you hit up our social media at uh, Facebook.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. Instagram.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. Twitter.com slash Talk It Out underscore pod. Use the hashtag Talk It Out pod for a retweet and uh, we'll give you a virtual high five make sure you check the link down in the description box to learn more about cbd and to get your song at cbdpure.com and um i think that's pretty much it i don't know where joy is she didn't tell us nothing she ran away so (laughs) she went to la didn't didn't tell us nothing about it so hit her up on her twitter as well uh, thank you so much david for coming on the show and talking it out with us thank you i'm very grateful for you know, having me on your show um y'all are so positive and i love what you're doing the uh, art and the beats and like the videos that go with along with the beats doing what y'all doing thank you thank you and of course, y'all go and uh, support uh, Mr. David if you can't see the third. All right, so this has been your girl, Gabby. And Katie.
And this has been Talk It Out Podcast. Talk it out. And we out.